you know, it was so interesting because typically stand establishment seems, you know, a little bit boring, but it, it, it isn't, when you really think about it, it's one of the most complex, you know, pillars or topics that, that we have. Hi, and welcome to the Canola Watch podcast. My name is Jay Wetter, and this is the first of a series of podcasts based on presentations at Canola Lab. The topic this time is stand establishment, seeding rates, and the new target plant stand and seeding rate tools at canolacalculator.ca. At the top, you heard from Canola Council of Canada agronomy specialist Dan Orchard. Dan goes on to explain why canola crop establishment is such an important topic. Um, because we realize that growers don't really know their their average plant stand. How many plants per square foot have you averaged over the last five years? Do you know that on a field by field basis? And I think one person out of out of probably 300 that we spoke to uh, had that information. And you can do that at harvest time. It's best to do it, you know, a, a few weeks after emergence. But you can you can almost do it any time and start to get a handle because I mean it's obviously going to vary year to year but if you don't have some long-term data you you won't know why you know and, and you won't be able to adjust so if if it's typically a really really wet year and it reminds you of years in the past you'll you'll know if you need to you know address your seeding rate up or down and then the fact that seed costs used to be 99 cents a pound or less when a lot of this, the recommendations for seeding rates were developed um, came to light as well and Murray addressed that in, in the fashion that it's probably the second most expensive input next to fertilizer and arguably might be uh, as expensive as fertilizer in some cases. So At that point Dan suggested I give Murray, Murray Hartman, his co-presenter, a call. You know a quick call to Murray to say um, Dan mentioned that one of the highlights was you just talking about reasons why you might up your seat or you know, want more plants per square foot than the four to six. So I called him, but got him to start at the beginning, explaining why the start point for seeding rate went from seven to ten down to four to six. Um, well, there's there's two reasons. One is um, when I looked at um, kind of more recent data in the last, you know, almost 20 years, which is herbicide-tolerant hybrids and with experiments where they have actually low plant populations, like below four plants per square foot, the actual response curve is different than the curve that I accumulated with all the data before that. In other words, the the higher yields were being achieved at a lower density than they did in the past. So that so there's that physical relationship. But I mean, even with that physical relationship now with herbicide tolerant hybrids, if you want to look at what's high, you know, kind of the high consistent yield, yeah, it's still like over, you know, ten 10 plants per square foot, that's your the curve is still slightly going up there and it's still the highest and probably the least variability, you know. But if you look, start tying economics, which is the other big thing that has changed so drastically over 20 years where, you know, where we were a dollar a pound for seed, you know, some 30 years ago and now we're talking up to $15 a pound. So 
all of a sudden that response curve becomes important from the standpoint of what we call um, production economics or how much more value crop do we get for another dollar of pound and because that relationship has changed because canola price of you know per bushel hasn't changed so dramatically like seed has that now means we have to you know treat that seed as an economically important input and we're not going to achieve a maximum yield because you'd be spending too much money on seed so when you couple those two things together like the change in the response curve and the big change in the relative um, prices of canola and the seed it means there's a, a the target density economic minimum target density is substantially lower and current prices it looks like it falls around four to six four to six plants per square foot that's good, Murray, because we've had this conversation or this approach to fertilizer nitrogen rates in particular yes. over the years. Is that we don't we don't yeah we can apply more and more nitrogen and and that curve even though it's pretty flat is still going up, but those right. last pounds aren't necessarily a, a great economic decision. And and it, we're to that point now with with seed given the price that it is. So it's very similar to nitrogen in. Um, in that kind of a response, you know, um, and it's also there is a a big impact, obviously, of weather, you know, from the standpoint of nitrogen. If you could tell me, oh, it's going to be a really good year, good moisture, yeah, I'll have my fertility rate higher than normal, you know, if it's a really dry year, well, I can I can cut back. But unfortunately, we don't know those kind of things. And it's the same sort of thing with density. Is that there are sometimes in some environments, a really low plant stand is achieves a an economic the economic density, and there's other times though when you need the ten plants square foot. But those are dependent on the weather conditions at the site this year, which we can't predict. So we're in the same kind of conundrum as you do with fertilities. We kind of take an average for you know dry, medium, or wet kind of conditions, and the farmer chooses which one he picks from. And with the plant density. The best estimate I can have across the prairies is is that general curve that I've drawn through all these data points. To recap, the person speaking is Murray Hartman, Provincial Oilseed Specialist with Alberta Agriculture and Forestry. He and Dan Orchard co-presented on Canola Stand Establishment at Canalab 2017. Our conversation continues, going back to Dan's original question about situations where a farmer would want to have more than four to six plants per square foot. So I think the first thing is the grower has to be confident he's going to achieve four plants per square foot. Um, so his emergence rate, what is his historical you know, emergence rate? Is this something that's a fairly wide range he's experienced on that? field or his fields with his openers over the last five years. Um, if he doesn't have that kind of confidence that if if he's going to seed 10 seeds and he's going to get five out, um, you know, then that makes it difficult to really plan for four. You see what I mean? You're on the very bottom end and if your range on emergence is quite variable and you really don't have a good handle on it, then you're, you're really kind of playing at the the too close to the shoulder where there's problems start to occur with yield loss. So that's part of it, is that you you have to have a pretty consistent history that you know what you're gonna get for emergence. So when you start calculating with thousand seed weight and everything, that you're gonna get four, you better be sure 
you're, you're going to be near that for. And so there, there's a number of different things will affect that. So how well you the trash is spread because we do know that an uneven emergence that gaps in rows will affect this this density so that if you do have a lot of um, foot or two foot gaps in, in rows um, yeah we know from a little bit of research that you need a higher density than than this four to six probably at least you know maybe six to eight so that's one thing um, and then I guess the you know with even with four we do know that you are starting to sacrifice some gains in maturity, um, you know, possibly some green seed. It's usually not significant, but that trend has started. So if you're in the wrong field situation, late, late planted field in a short season zone, then again, that four might not be a good target. Another, I think, factor that we never talked about yet is the difficulty of managing a thinner stand, you know, once you're especially down to two or three plants per square foot, you've got a lot of branching and and so estimating the time for fungicide timing, it, initially that's probably not so hard, but evaluating the need for the a second application of herbicides or some possibly a second application of a fungicide because you've got a really delayed flowering. Um, that gets a lot more difficult than thinner stands, you know, and then time of swathing or ability to straight cut, you know, a thin stand versus a moderate stand that lodges. That comment ties in nicely with Dan's point on uniformity. And another, you know, Jay, another really important aspect of our talk at the stand establishment session was how important it is to have a uniform crop, uh, not just Seed, you know, number of plants per square foot is also important, but the uniformity of those plants is is also almost equally as important. You know, a a uniform crop with with very with less plants will will significantly out yield a non-uniform crop with the same number of plants. So that uniformity is huge, and and to get that again, it's it's all about that placement and that you know, making sure you, everything is prepared and and your openers are working well for you and and it's not too, too wet or anything so that you're not mudding it in and things like that, that that will make all these plants hopefully come up within days of each other. And, and that in turn makes life easy for timing of herbicide and fungicide. All of these risk factors come into play when you use the new target plant stand and seeding rate tools at canolacalculator.ca. Canola Council of Canada agronomy specialist Nicole Philp explains how the calculator can help with seeding rate decision-making. I mean, it, it really is gonna try and help shift the conversation from you know that blanket seeding rate to targeting a certain plant density. And so it really takes into account stand uniformity because um, really your best success is going to be with a really uniform crop. And so, you know, we ask questions about your stand uniformity and, and what's typical of, of your field and your equipment. Um, you know, we talk about early season frost risk, if that's something that uh, generally happens in your area. Weed control is something that we ask about um, in season insect damage, whether you have a shorter or longer season growing zone. Um, kind of take all those factors into consideration and kind of you know, tells you your target plant density um, in either 
uh, plants per square foot or, or plants per square meter. Um, and you can actually have that emailed to you or you can print it off, uh, which I think is a really handy tool. Um, and then, you know, under the seeding rate section, um, we basically take into account your thousand seed weight, your target plant density, which hopefully you calculated on the other side of the web page. I mean, your estimated survival and estimated survival is something that a lot of people don't actually know their number. Uh, you know, on average in Western Canada, we get about 60% emergence, but you know, in some years we might get more, in some years we might get less. Some producers might have a really good idea of their equipment and how their emergence is, um, but it's really getting farmers and agronomists to kind of take a look at that information so that you can start targeting the appropriate plant density to really have a successful canola crop. Murray Hartman. And I guess that's a good point is that our previous recommendation of seven to 10, it covered a lot of scenarios or you should be good if you're here. Um, this approach is a little bit from the opposite end that, well, if everything's really good, you can start with four to six, but if some things aren't optimal, you should probably be going higher and you might end up now with seven to 10. So you might be at the same target density as you were before, but this approach allows you, if everything is quite good conditions, like I said, and seeded early in that, then the four to six is a pretty good economic target now. Dan Orchard ends the podcast with a reminder how each year and each farm and each region can be different. Right. So that was a really cool discussion, you know, where you see the difference from the guys that came up to the Cano Lab from the south. They, they wouldn't put any value on maturity, you know, <laughs> because they don't have a problem with that. Whereas the guys up north put quite a bit of value on saving two, maybe three days. By, by adding a pound of seed. Good. Right on. Thanks, Dan. Okay, Jay. Enjoy the day, buddy. Yeah, you too. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. And thanks also to Murray Hartman and Nicole Phil. For lots more on canola stand establishment, visit canolacalculator.ca and canolawatch.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Jay Wetter. Canola Watch is an agronomy service provided by the Canola Council of Canada and funded in part by grower levy contributions to the provincial canola organizations.